from the Orange County Fire Authority. This is the Pass Along Podcast, where we address firefighter issues from top to bottom, from your helmet down to your boots. Now, here's your host. All right. uh, Welcome to the October uh, 2022 uh, podcast. This is Kenny Dossie, Deputy Chief of the Emergency Operations Bureau. Uh, Today's guest, we have our two new superintendents, uh, Brandon Davis and Scott Gorman. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Chief. Thanks for having us. All right. It's great that you guys are here. You know, uh, this month will be our two-year anniversary post uh, the tragic burnover that we had. And part of our our promise to everyone was uh, more supervision with the hand crew, more experience, and definitely more safety. So we're looking forward to getting an update from these two gentlemen. Um, Remember, this podcast is for information. It's almost like a station visit. We're trying to be transparent and get this information out to the 77 stations on the three shifts. And this is just another means to do it. This is an informal communication, and, and formally we still are going to go by our SOPs and general orders. So with that being said, um, I'll jump in uh, to start asking a few questions to our guests here. And uh, I'll go with Brandon first, if that works. And then I'll ask the same question to you, Scott. So uh, both of you, uh, and starting with Brandon, tell us a little bit about yourself as it relates to the fire service and specifically uh, this new uh, superintendent position. All right, I got started in fire... Uh Pretty much right out of high school. Um, started with the Forest Service, went to an uh, engine, and then from there uh, started on uh, hotshot crews. So did 10 years on Dalton hotshots and went over to Big Bear hotshots as a captain. And from there, got a superintendent job with Valermo hotshots. Um, from there, went to Cal Fire, where I was working with uh, the inmates at first, and then transitioned into the paid firefighter crews as the inmate population started to uh, dwindle there. Um, so a lot of supervisory experience with hand crews. In addition to that, I did a lot of teaching with both the feds and the state. So I'm on the Seafaller cadre, uh, was on the Seafaller cadre with the Forest Service and now with the state. Um, also kind of traveled around across the country teaching uh, wildland firefighting 190-130 with veterans in addition to out in Saipan, which is a, out in the Mariana Islands, teaching their firefighters out there. So something I'm very passionate about is sharing the knowledge and sharing the experience with their new and upcoming firefighters. That's great. That's a great background. That sounds like a, a lot of uh, hand crew time for sure. Um, Scott, how about you? Uh, 27 years I spent with the Forest Service and uh, started out of a college hand crew, got the taste of what life was really like out in the bushes fighting fire and uh, got a job on an engine, worked there for a little bit. The captain there was an old hotshot, salty old hotshot that was on Dalton. So then I set my sights on getting onto a hotshot crew, and the closest one to me was Dalton. Uh, so that's where I really pursued my career. I spent uh, quite a few years just climbing the rungs up through the Forest Service and spent 20 years with uh, the Dalton hotshots, 10 as a captain and roughly four years there as a superintendent. And throughout my career there, 
I believe it was six different superintendents that I worked for learned quite a bit of knowledge from each of them, even the foremen that were there, the captains, assistants, superintendents, building relationships, seeing all sorts of different ways things can be done, things shouldn't be done, um, building relationships outside of the crew with other crews. Um, so as a superintendent there, that's where I really, really felt the pressure what it's really like being in charge of 19 other or 20 other firemen, firefighters. Um, really enjoyed my time there with the Forest Service. Um, and then uh, promoted laterally over towards a suppression battalion chief, spent the last two years of the, my career there with the Forest Service and um, set my sights on being a crew superintendent here within Orange County. I'm excited to be here bringing all of that knowledge and experience and contributing and developing the program here. Good. That's a, that's a great background uh, from both of you there. And, and it kind of leads me into my next question. And I'll just stay with Scott. You can answer this one first if that works for you guys. Uh, what's your early observations of the OCFA hand crew as it is today? Well, honestly, Chief, the, the program here is still fairly young. It's... Uh, I was talking with uh, one of the, the crewmen there, Joseph Darling. He's going to be working his way up to assistant superintendent. I said, so where are we here with the crew program? Are we in the, the teenage years, elementary years, or even the high school uh, years with the program? So we're still fairly young and in, in developing. And Brandon and I are two months into the program, and we're, we're finding all the blind, blind spots and some of the, uh, the shadows that are lurking and just doing everything that we can to just get the program in line with our mission and our vision, long-term vision with the program. That's, uh, that's good, and the next question will probably jump more into that vision, but let's, let's hold that off for right now. And uh, Brandon, you got anything you want to add on that question? Uh, what's your early observations? I'd say there's a good base, good foundation. Um, <clears throat> there's been a lot of people that helped get this started over the past 10 years and has got us to this point. So there's a, a deep-seated desire from everyone I've talked to to make sure that this is successful. So... And I've, like I said, talked to various people um, in the ranks, not just the hand crew guys, guys from the past and guys that were never involved in the program. So I think having this work is important for the department. It's important for our future, especially with the mm -hmm. uh, wildland fires that we've been experiencing here in the past that uh, were successful. So I think... I think that's a really, a really good point. Um, there's been a lot of people that have been here before you guys, and obviously me not being in the hand crew program as much, uh, but seeing it develop over the years, uh, a lot of credit goes to those that helped got this get get the thing started, and and we continue to evolve and make it better and better and better. Even you know, even now with the addition of you guys, we're just taking it to the next level. So definitely appreciate that you, that you talked about the people that came before you to get this thing started Absolutely. so and that leads right into the next question and i'll start with you brandon you know where do you see the future where do you see this program go or where do you see it going based on where we are right now 
Uh, I like to think of, you know, what's our place in the hand crew world? And I think uh, local government, we have unique opportunities to do something besides just cut line. Uh, there's obviously the IHC space, there's the state space, and then there's local government. Um, I think we can, we have the opportunity to be progressive, you know, that's showing up to fires with, you know, more EMTs, more medics, more training to help, you know, these incident command teams and incidents in general on more than just, yeah, we're going to go out and cut line because we're Orange County and we're going to do the best we can. And we're probably going to be one of the better ones out there. But that said, what else can we bring to the table? So those are kind of the things I'd like to look at and focus on. Good. And uh, Scott, you want to answer that one also? I'm going to say ditto. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Brandon and I have have known each other for a long time, and we roll right into this, and uh, we can pick up where we left off. We can talk about where we were on a fire, you know, 10 to 15 years ago. But honestly, he and I have a shared vision, and uh, we came into this program with, with an idea and a vision. And as we sat down and talked, uh, that's exactly where we see the program going together, um, contributing more, just being adaptable and just taking it even further than I don't think anybody even thought they'd be able to take it. It's great to hear you guys are already on the same team and with your past history, uh, knowing each other and working together. Um, that's definitely reassuring. Um, you guys got any like immediate implementation items that you're thinking of? Uh, anything new out there for the crew right now you can think of? I guess I'll start with Scott since I'm in that order of back and forth. Well, the, the only thing uh, I've been working on is just rebranding the logo as far as anything implementing uh, immediately. And I still have yet to show you. Um, you know, I, I think really just establishing trust into the crew program really what it is we're all about and getting these the the firefighters the hand crew firefighters the overhead that have been on the crews and in the program uh knowing us a lot better and and the one thing that that brandon and i are working on we've touched on is the uh the design where we want to take the crew to the, the one superintendent, the uh, two assistant for, you know, superintendents and the two squad bosses uh, building the, the overhead structure there, the one, two, two, and the, the one, one, three, which would be a one soup, one assistant soup and three uh, squad bosses gives us adequate supervision and uh, top qualification capabilities. Right. So, uh, so for those that don't know, there's a there's a couple things that you uh, that you said in there. But the first one, let's start with. So, so the organization and and wants to go with the the one superintendent, two assistant superintendents, and two squad bosses, and that's pretty common in your world, right? Mm-hmm. And then, based on the experience right now, you guys are thinking maybe jump back and forth into what one superintendent, one assistant superintendent, and three squad bosses working on one of those squad bosses. To potentially become an assistant soup is is that pretty accurate correct and yeah that'll i think that's where we can operate now um and ultimately it's just having people in place to safely 
operate with the firefighters. Um, it's just span of control, making sure that we have enough people out there with experience that make the right decisions at the right times. Which is really good. And, and to wrap this all up is, you know, having you guys on here is fantastic. And it's a way for people to get to know you. But, you know, you're going to have intervention or, or you're going to have actions with individuals that you've never met here in the organization time and time again. And it's probably no different from when you came from the forest or even from Cal Fire to where you show up. People have to build that trust with you and, and realize that your experience and your background, um, you guys have an idea what's going on and what you want to do. So it, it'll be challenging for you, but um, this is one good way to get the word out, you know, one, two, ten people at a time. We're a big organization with 1,150 people. So, um, okay, well, hey, I appreciate you guys coming by uh, and talking about yourselves. And uh, we're excited about your experience and your background and you guys helping us lead uh, our crew into the future. I think that's going to be great. Do you guys mind sticking around? I've got some questions that were asked to me on station visits or that were sent to me by email from the field on just some information people want cleared up. You guys mind sticking around? Absolutely. Definitely. All right, let me slide these over to you and feel free to go ahead and fire away. All right, with the acquisition of the OES patrols, will the OCFA be removing the other career patrols from service or replacing them? So currently there's no uh, plan to remove the career patrols. Um, I know those patrols are getting a little bit older and near probably their uh, expiration as far as their duration, but there's no plan. Um, with the new OES type sixes that we have, um, we are looking at, uh, will those replace some of those uh, patrols? Uh, the answer is not out yet. We, we're not, we don't know for sure. Uh, we had some patrols, uh, in the capital improvement project, uh, originally last year, uh, and we pushed those off. So we're still really evaluating the needs of those, uh, which ones are used frequently and then uh, whether we can supplement those with the new OESs. All right. Why do we charge our safety employees who retire $35 for a helmet shield but sell surplus fire engines to other agencies for $1? Okay, good question. Um, so let me start with the life of an engine. We buy a new engine and we take it to a station and we put it at the station and then we take the engine that's at that station and usually move it to a slower station to help preserve the life of it where it would get, in theory, less use and less miles. Um, from there, uh, when it gets close to its end of life as a frontline piece of equipment, it usually gets rotated into either a 100 series or uh, into one of our relief engines. And from there, when it reaches its end of life, it gets rotated over to our safety and training to where we use it here in the academy. When it's finally done and it's, uh, it's finished being used as one of our training engines, what we do is uh, we take it and we put it up for auction. So uh, a year or so ago, we had a couple of Type 2 engines. We sold them for $6,000. All of our old engines and old surplus equipment it all goes to auction and we sell it uh, to the highest bidder. Um, there has been times in the past where we've sold an engine for a dollar. Uh, for instance, to the Historical Society. I know we loaned a truck to the city of Fullerton for a dollar. And I think it was the city of Costa Mesa was starting their um, ambulance program and we sold them one of our old ambulances for a dollar. But generally speaking, they go to auction and we sell them for the, uh, to the highest bidder. 
At the same time, um, the second part of that question, which talks about our helmet shields, um, we put a new policy in place about a year ago as far as badges, helmets, helmet shields go when people retire or when they promote. So a safety employee that earns a badge gets to keep their badge. So if you promote, you get to keep your badge. If you uh, retire, you get to keep your badge. The same thing with your helmet shield. When you retire, you get to keep your helmet shield and the fire authority actually takes it and puts it on a nice plaque for your own personal use or viewing or whatever you want to do with it. If you want an additional helmet shield for some sort of uh, item that you'd like to uh, you know, do some other way, use, use some other way, excuse me, um, we will sell you one for half price. That $35 is half price of what one costs. Uh, if you want any more, you're going to have to buy them full price. We're not in the business of, of selling those. It's the same thing with your helmet. If you retire from here, um, we'll sell your helmet for half price. Um, if you want an additional helmet, then it's full price. And like I said, we're not really in the business. So that's, that's the new policy that's in place. We needed some consistency. There was some individuals that were paying full price for a helmet and, you know, for a badge. But, but that's the rules, and that's where we are right now. Copy. Thank you. Uh, is the OCFA planning on relocating one of our hazmat units? So um, there's a podcast, and, and you can listen to it. I don't know how many ago it was, a few months ago, and it was with Chief Freeman, who's in charge of the uh, hazardous materials unit. And he, we have a good discussion on there about it. And basically there's a white paper out there talking about adding an additional hazmat unit to Orange County, somewhere probably up in the West End. Uh, the discussion we had was potentially Station 17, but right now it's just in discussion only. There's uh, no decisions that have been made. We're kind of looking at the data and determining um, what's best for the organization. Okay, Chief. Final and most important, <laughs> any chance of a review of the new Metro load hose load on its effectiveness? It seems like units are continuing both loads because of poor performance. Okay, so let me start with units should not be doing both loads. Uh, the Metro load is the load that uh, has been adopted here and is our policy now. So there should not be both. So anybody that's doing both out there, we need you to change it and we need to have the Metro load. Um, when I got this question, I went over and talked to training and I said, is there any documented incidents of issues with the Metro load since we've gone to this load? Nothing during any training events and nothing during any incidents have been documented to where there's a problem. If you find that there is a problem, that would be the place to document it. Call training, let them know your incident, let them know your training incident or whatever happened and why the Metro load did not work. So for right now, currently today, the Metro load is our load. Um, could we change that? Yeah, if there's issues, we'll absolutely look at it and change it just like we changed to go into it not too long ago. What I was told was there were some issues as far as people just going out and practicing with it and training and figuring out how to do it. But as far as documented uh, incidents or issues, we don't have any. All right, that's the end of our October podcast. Um, I appreciate uh, people tuning in and listening. Remember, this is another means for us to get the uh, message out. If at any time uh, you have some questions or some ideas, feel free to shoot me a text or call me or uh, send me an email. We'll try to get them onto the podcast. I want to really thank Brandon and Scott for coming today. We appreciate uh, you guys being here. We're looking forward to what you guys can do with the hand crew. Uh, until next month, thanks. <laughs>